Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. That's right. And this week, we are taking a break from Lost, because we've been talking about Lost for four weeks. Uh, but Marn, um, didn't you know we have to go back? And Marne, we will. <laughs> we, we have to go back. <laughs> we will. It'll just be two more weeks, because we decided okay. that we need a break. <laughs> This will be the three-year period in our lives that sucks as we do things that isn't being lost on an island. Sounds good. This is, you know, Jack should have just gotten really deep into to roguelike deck builders. I think that if Jack had done that instead of every decision that he made uh, post-island and lost, he would have done a lot better. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm always saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to talk about Casey's mod. I do want to warn you, the moment that you say that it was secretly Hitler all along, I am hanging up the call. <laughs> I, th- I think there's less Hitler in this one than there was in the original. Put that on the game box. Quote, <laughs> there's... You okay? Yeah. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just the image of like inscription, <laughs> inscription game of the year edition. edition on the back is a quote from the Argonauts that says, "There's less Hitler in this one." <laughs> Five stars. Oh my god! Sorry, you laughed really loud, and it caused Discord to cut it out. So I thought that your cat was attacking you again. <laughs> Listeners, oh you don't God. know this, but starting this recording has been an ordeal, as Marn has dealt with a Momo that is very hopped up on treats uh, from all of the donation reward treats, just going absolutely ripshit. She's not even hopped up. She just, like, picks an hour every night where she goes insane. <laughs> We call uh, it her we call it her night rowdiness. <laughs> right, well, let's see if we can't get through her night rowdiness uh in one piece. I've got a couple questions mm-hmm. before we get started, Marn. Yes. All right. Um so Michael Anderson, friend of the show, head of Arcnet, uh wants to know this is a question more for you, uh, because I actually haven't played Casey's mod for as much as I love the game. Uh, but what is your go-to strategy for Casey's mod, and does it change at a higher difficulty setting? Um, okay, so I've only actually played the demo version of Casey's mod. I haven't played it since, like, the full release came out, because um, I got a new laptop around the time that the full, uh, like, release of the of the whole thing came out. Um, and I haven't put my like inscription save data for my old laptop over onto this one. Um, okay. Uh, so I, I want to do that before I start like a fresh thing of Casey's mod. Um, so that I have more stuff just like unlocked in it. But, uh, my go-to strategy when I was still playing it like regularly usually was to, get like a one blood card or like a free card like a geck and put um either uh like the the field mice that like makes it copy itself in your hand and the corpse eater on it or um corpse eater and uh undying so that every time it died it would just like go right back into your hand and then right back out of the field i had a card with corpse die or 
yeah, Corpse Eater and Undying once, and it was ridiculous uh, in the main game. So I can only imagine in like the souped up version of Casey's mod how that would play out. That sounds great. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's like one of the like the the um the Corpse Eater sigil and like the um the the like field mice sigil that like duplicates a card in your hand when you play it are like the kind of the most reliable ways to like cheese Casey's mod even though like a lot of like the the very broken stuff that is in like the base game is cut out of Casey's mod (laughs) yeah Casey's mods always seemed weird to me because it's like my my line about the game will always be that like inscription is a game pretending to be a deck like or a rogue hold on what's the words a roguelike deck builder but it's like it's actually a narrative game uh, which is why they have all the like busted stuff so you can get through uh-huh, this part yeah. to move to the next section. And so when they were just like, fine, we hear you all. We've seen the tweets. We'll make this into the game that we advertised this as being. We got to fix some shit before we do that to make it a balanced game. So I've, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I assume that like Mantis God isn't absolutely busted like it is in the base game. It's I, I would say it's still pretty busted. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hell <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah. I got to check it out at one point. Um, we got another question that came in. This one's from uh, our good friend Riley, who says, what does your Argonaut boss look like in Inscription? Uh, what's the mask and what's the special ability? Ooh. I've been thinking about question. the ability on this one a lot today. Interesting. What do you think it would be? <laughs> so I think that our boss mechanics are um in the first phase of the fight i think that you like play to a full board every turn Mm, mm -hmm. i I think because our our podcast is a lot of you uh just saying a lot of things right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i think that that is like a part of how we do i guess you can't play to a full board every turn because then the the player would never win but it would be you play a lot of cards Mm -hmm. and then I think that when we go to phase two, our character stops playing cards, but every turn we edit the board state and pick what cards are on what side of the field so that you have to like play around the stuff that you've was on the battlefield when you won and that you've been playing the whole time. Because that's when I come in and only say, okay, but I do a lot of editing and behind the scenes work. That's fun. So we're we're kind of like the mycologists. We're like two guys in one boss. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I like that. I don't know what our mechanic. Look, I don't know. Like I don't know what cards we're playing, <laughs> but I we but you play a lot of them. And afterwards, I go. All right, this one's actually on my side of the field. This one's on your side of the field. I'm gonna edit the board state, <laughs> and then you have to play around that. That's very fun. I like that a lot. And as for masks, I think. It's just the Ben Drowned mask, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, We're yeah, just yeah. Ben. The, uh, the Elegy of Emptiness mask, yeah. We've got... It's a t- <laughs> it's another... Sorry, it's another two-headed boss. One of them is the Elegy of Emptiness. The other one is uh, Master Chief. Yep, there the, you go. Those, those, are our two, those are our two masks. <laughs> we got there. We did it. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then someone else... We did have someone asking uh, what our cards would be but i think that we have answered that on our previous episode i think you said that you would have a corpse eater or whatever uh yeah and i don't remember what i said but my gut says i'd have mole 
I'd just be like jumping around being like, all right, what am I working on today? What lane am I in now? <laughs> I know, I know, uh, I, I said this in a response to that tweet, but Riley actually made us as, uh, as death cards in, um, inscription, but I don't think they ever got to see yours on stream. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. Riley said that mine had a scry ability like uh, you'd find in Magic, where you look at the top cards of your deck and put them on the bottom of your deck if you want to. Uh, and I had something else. Riley says mine has that, and oh, my toughness is based on the number of death cards that you have. So the number mm. of podcasters that are in my network, <laughs> I think, is what they're going for. That's so fun. Yeah. All right, well, now that we've figured out what cards we would be in the game, uh, what do you say we get into the actual game? Uh, tell me about the ARG for Casey's mod. So the ARG for Casey's mod is a little bit weird because it's semi-unofficial. Um, okay. So it was actually run by the admins of the Inscription Discord instead of by Daniel Mullins. Um, but it was still, like, teased in the official Casey's Mod trailer. Oh, neat. So is this the same situation that we had with Crystor? I think so, yeah. Where, I, th like I think it's kind of a situation where, like, the mods of the... Or, like, the Discord admin decided that they were gonna do this to, like, tease Casey's Mod right before it came out. Um, and then, like, Daniel Mullins incorporated it into the trailer. He's like, I'm not going to turn down free publicity. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. So um, they had apparently run like mini like puzzles and stuff in the Discord before. Um, and there was like a fake Luke Carter uh, account in the Discord that had been used for, for stuff for that. Um, and right kind of leading up to Casey's mod being released, this was February 26th. 21st um the uh that account was renamed to the messenger um and had a picture of the woodcarver from inscription as the icon <clears throat> okay um and that account's uh server nickname was also set to the woodcarver um and if you sent a message to that account you would get an image back uh, that had an image of the woodcarver from part two of Inscription that said, for now, your visit is unneeded. Leave now and I shall reveal more later. Okay. Uh, and if you raised the brightness on that image all the way, you got a secret message that said in Caesar Cipher very soon. Okay. Uh, and if you sent a friend request to the woodcarver, you got a message back that said, I seek no companion in this journey. Hmm. And if you continued to message her, you would get an image that said, I find no joy in repeating myself. Just like my totems, their destiny needs time to be carved. Wait for my call. And if you brightened that image, you got code in binary that said doom. Oh, shit. They got doom to run on this? <laughs> I bet you could run Doom inside of Inscription. <laughs> you open up the safe and there's just a monitor inside. Yeah. Um, so then on February 22nd uh, of, the, of this year, uh, the woodcarver sent out a video to people who had been messaging her uh, that shows uh, like a little clip from Inscription of her actually carving wood. 
uh, the number four, and then it kind of glitches into an image of the moon card from part one. Um, and it was also found that if you sent her the text Cardinal, uh, you got a reply that had the binary for deep beneath in it. Hmm. Okay. Um, and if you sent her a picture of all of the totem heads from inscription, uh, you got back a line of dialogue that said, they will be even more useful soon. Okay. Uh, on the 23rd, she sent I, out a video. What's I up? feel like this is, I feel like this is writing a lot of checks that can't be cashed by a fan arg. Cause it feels like this is going to be stuff that like is teasing things to happen in Casey's mod. But as a Discord moderator, you don't have the power to put that into a game. It's very weird, and, like, I wonder how much foreknowledge, like, these admins had of Casey's mod, because I I guess to to spoil it a little bit, like, the end, kind of the end reveal of this arg was the secret boss in Casey's mod. Uh... Okay. So I kind of wonder if Daniel Mullins, like, told them, uh, what, like, hey, like, here's the secret boss, and, like, asked them to kind of tease it out for a couple weeks. Okay, sure, I could see that happening. Yeah. That, or is it a, is it a pretty guessable boss? Kind of, but it, it did lead to, like, a trailer that hadn't been released anywhere. Okay, okay. So I I think what probably happened is they either went to Daniel Mullins and were like, hey, we want to do something like in the Discord to like tease Casey's mod because we know it's coming out really soon. And he was like, oh, cool, like take these assets that I've put together. Or Daniel Mullins came to them and was like, hey, like if I don't know if you're planning something, but like here's all this stuff and it would be cool if you teased it to the Discord people. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then on the 23rd, uh, the woodcarver messaged out a video, uh, that was basically the same. It was just like the sprite of her carving wood from part two of inscription, but it had the number three in it instead of four. Okay. Uh, someone also sent her a image of the moon tarot card and got a video back that I will send you. With a file name that decodes to eventually. Okay, video. Okay, so we get flashing images at the end that is... Am I seeing Leshy's face? Maybe? I don't know, a bunch of green images. I feel like I recognize this first one, but I can't place... Oh, no, these are the uh, the four scribes. Okay. Yeah. And then the moon. Okay. It's. I was like, this looks kind of like the snow, but not really. And I was like, oh, right, that, that's a game thing. I remember that now. Uh, and then on uh, February 24th, uh, she sent out a video called Two uh, that had that had kind of like more images flashing in it of the moon card um, and of the wood carver. And it also had uh, A1Z23 cipher in it that translated to boss- Tomorrow, stream, almost time. Hmm, okay. And when people sent those words to her, uh, they got another video back that was kind of the beginning of a of a trailer. 
Oh, yeah, and we're getting... These are from part three. Before each scribe met their demise, an inscription was no more. And then we start to see a face. Okay. Uh, and the tit- and the file name for that video is also uh, A1Z23, and it translates mm-hmm. to Solved, Rewarded, Now Wait. Cool. Okay. Uh, and once that was solved, uh, Kevin Saxby, who plays Luke Carter... Uh, announced in the Discord that he and Daniel Mullins were going to uh, stream Inscription the next day. Uh, And he said, also, I got something related to the totem carving lady to show. Okay, so like, I I like it when people say something that sounds a little innocuous, but like, the people playing the ARG are just like, oh shit, that's for me. Yeah. Uh, And then... On the stream on the 25th, uh, they showed the actual trailer for Casey's Mod, which, have you seen it? You know, I don't think I have. Here, I'll send it to you. It's like two minutes. Um, They just like showed it randomly, I think, towards the end of the stream. And this is like right after we had finished covering the inscription arg. And I saw this and I was like, God damn it, we're going to have to cover another arg. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think I remember that. Oh, so you hear some background talking, so I assume that it's, I guess, Casey's mod. You're presumably playing as Casey, not as Daniel Mullins. Oh, shit, you can play the... Oh, never mind, that's just from the main game. You do play as Grimora's game for a minute, don't you? Mm-hmm. The Empress discovered old data. Okay. The Empress being Casey, and then now we see the wood carving lady. You accessed what she created. You bore witness to her devlogs. Is the woodcarver supposed to be Casey? I don't think so. Okay. Because that, that was never the vibe I got, but the a moment in this trailer seems like it might imply that. Okay, and I assume that those uh, letters that just popped up on the side tie into the arc? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so the, the ARG basically says, like, hey, like, you accessed Casey's stuff, now find, like, the secret ending of the mod before it comes out. Cool. Yeah. I, I will say, one of the things I like about doing this show is that I watch these trailers, and I go, oh, that looked like cryptic ARG shit. Hey, Marn, what was it? <laughs> um, so yeah, so the trailer had some, some, uh, some weird shit in it. Uh, the na- the file name was revealed on stream, but it was just basically like gibberish, like key smashing. Um, okay. But there was also hex code shown on screen, which was the exact preset hex code for lime green. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's also blurred numbers that show up on screen that people realize were just like the same numbers from, uh, the teaser videos they've gotten. So they said like stream and time. Um, and then uh, the ARG started properly in the uh, in the Discord. Okay. So there was a channel open to the Discord called Prospector. Uh, and it opened up with a picture of the Prospector from part one. Uh, that said, she called, I answered. It is almost time to play a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the channel description was, we continue till you learn enough. Okay. 
Uh, and there was text underneath the image that said, The unhinged prospe- prospector. He will serve us well soon. Um, and then a couple hours later, uh, a photo was picked that, or a photo was posted that had a image of five boulders, uh, that were respectively like one, 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 two, one, three, one, four, and one, five. Um, and they were just like boulder cards being offered by the prospector. Uh, they were numbered one, two, three, four, and five, and they got text that said, Beneath the boulders, you shall discover the secrets. Voting ends in four hours. Make your decision. Hmm. Okay. And people had to react to the image with like Discord reacts that said one, two, three, four, five to pick which boulder they wanted. Cool. This is like yeah. a very, it seems like a very slow version of, uh, what Riley tried to pull off with, uh, Moonscription <laughs> at the, we tried to do a in-person play, but this one's just like, hey, we can do longer term stuff with people voting and like, we'll take it slow. I like that. Yeah. Um, and so they voted for three. They flipped it to reveal an Ejirak, which is a card that only exists in Casey's mod, not in the base game. Um, okay. That was a 4-1. Uh, and they were immediately told to pick a new boulder. Uh, they were given one, two, three, four, and five again. Uh, they picked one this time and they got a 5-5 five, five opossum. Okay. Um, and they kept going like this for a while. The next one they got was a 15-13 vulture. Um, and so they realized the stats were kind of increasing every time they picked a card. Yeah. Because the one after that was a 12-25 mantis. Okay. And are these... See, I was thinking that these might be a cipher for... You know, A to Z, A1, Z26 or whatever. Well, they very well might be. Okay, okay. Um, and so after a little while of this, uh, a new channel opened in the Discord. God, this Google Doc has so many pages. Hold on, I got a page all the way down. <laughs> I have two Google Docs open. <laughs> you were telling me that everything isn't quite together in one place for this game. Yeah, there's like three Google Docs. There's one for like all of the prequel stuff that led up to the trailer. And then there's uh, there's a couple that detail actually what went on in the Discord. Gotcha. Um, And so then... Okay, so the Prospector opened up on like the 26th. So then on, I think a couple days later... Uh, a new channel opened up uh, that was called Angler. Okay. And they got a picture of the angler that said, We play game. It's hookfish. And the caption, The stoic angler, what has he seen in the depths? Hmm. Uh, and they were given basically the cards that they had gotten out of the prospector's boulders to choose from for the angler. Uh, that said, inspect your catch and find out what it hides. Voting ends in four hours. Make your decision. Neat. And this is happening like simultaneously to the prospector voting. So I think this hap- this opened oh, okay. up once they got like five cards for the prospector. Cool. Okay. Uh, and so for the angler for the first catch, uh, the Ajirak, the 4-1 Ajirak won. Uh, and they got a message from the angler that said, this fish, good fish. Uh, and then they had to choose again. Uh, and the Ajirak was replaced by, like, the sixth card that they had chosen. Okay. Um, and they slowly were able to kind of parse out um, 
that uh, the um, the angler had like five different um, messages that he would give them when they uh, when they picked a card, uh, and they were this fish, good fish, good fish, good pick, fish, good, good fish, good fish, easy choose, and bad fish, no choose. I was about to say very uh, very. A very helpful, very kind angler. I'm not used to that, but never mind. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they made like a bunch of spreadsheets, basically, like parsing out what reaction uh, the angler gave them to every fish. Um, and eventually they also got uh, a new response from the angler. Uh, they chose a golden pelt card, and the angler said, "This fish too furry." <laughs> <laughs> okay. They they also around this time uh, got a message from the mycologists who appeared in like the angler channel and the um and the prospector channel and said, "Our friends will now be twice as fast." Okay. Which just meant that like the players would um get their results from the votes twice as fast. Um, but yeah, so they, they picked, uh, the, the golden pelt at one point and they said, and the angler said, this fish too furry, trader might want. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and that opened up a new channel, uh, that was called Trader. Okay. This is, it's interesting because I would expect these to play like, as like three individual stages of things happening. Not as just like, at the same time, here are three different boss fights going on. This is yeah, cool. you would think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the trader said, have you brought me a pelt? Uh, and the image caption said, the knowledgeable trader, she may aid you for a price. Okay. Um, and after uh, the the players like gave her the image of, uh, or after the players had given the angler uh, the golden pelt, uh, the trader posted an image that said, whose secret shall I unearth? Um, and it had options for the prospector, the angler, the trader herself, the woodcarver, and a question mark. Uh, and the question mark was obviously the first selected. Um, and it was a secret about the unknown. Uh, okay. And the trader said, moist like a swamp. <laughs> Ew, okay. Um, and so then, uh, as the players kept playing the prospector's game and turning out more pelts, they were able to make more, uh, trades for information, uh, from, from, uh, the trader. So next they asked about the woodcarver, uh, and the trader said, the woodcarver, she has seen far too much for her own good. While unable to answer every question, she has managed to slip some helpful information through the cracks. Assembling her totem is the key. Okay. Uh, and about the angler, she said, The angler, he does not say much, yet with few words he conveys great meaning. His fish come together in sets of five. And about the prospector, she said, The prospector, his boulders are, are a true gamble. There are four treasures hidden underground, but they have been broken apart. They will not be noticed at first glance. Some fragments, their rarities are obvious. Okay. Uh, and about herself, she said, myself, I have information on many de denizens of inscription, all of which you know, even if you are unaware. The most unexpected tend to be the most powerful. If you do not yet understand, you must find the secret code. Uh, and secret code was all one word with a question mark beforehand. Okay. So people... 
uh, kind of guessed that uh, maybe they were looking for a Discord bot code. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they asked her for more about uh, the unknown, and they got three more secrets about the unknown, which were honed like a blade, white as a ghost, sour as a strange. Perhaps it has some other meaning. This is interesting to me because I haven't played Casey's mod or really like interacted with it. So I'm kind of going into this. I feel like I'm going into this description the same way that like players did when this was happening, but I'm sure that we have listeners to this episode that are just like, well, of course you're talking about this. Uh, yeah. like, and I have no idea what I knew it's talking about. This is great. <laughs> um, so eventually people realized that uh, the text on the different or the, the numbers on the different cards that they were getting uh, that they were showing to the angler were indeed A1Z26. Um, and the angler's reactions to them were basically telling them what groups the cards had to be in. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you get a card from the angler, or you get a card, uh, you get a card from the prospector, and then you the angler tells you which stack it goes in. And then like, depending on the order of cards in those stacks, you get a message written out in a one twenty six. Yeah. And they were able. Yeah. And so they were able to, um, kind of brute force these actually. Okay. (laughs) Into, uh, into bot codes. Okay. So they found like most, yeah, they, so they found, like, the entire first code, which was damp and soggy, uh, and they got this, <laughs> and they put it into the bot as a command, and they got this little, like, 45-second teaser. Okay. It's surprising that this is all fan-made, because the, uh, I feel like they that, got the aesthetic really well. Yeah, that's why I think that Daniel Mullins has something to do with it, especially because it's, like, I don't know. It, it it uses like all the game assets. I'd I'd be surprised. Well, the if... text the text boxes are off, so that's true. But they they're getting a lot of the aesthetics done really well. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's a it's a little teaser video of the word carver who says, "My knowledge of old data has led me to dimensions of inscription unknown. Your desire to reveal the reason for my arrival will be your end." Okay. Uh, and then they were able to brute force the rest of the bot commands, basically. <laughs> uh, they got, they had like a couple letters for each. Um, and they realized that the, uh, the trader had also been giving them hints to like help. So they got, uh, three, three more that said, uh, razor sharp, pale sickly, and lemon limes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and they got three more teaser videos. Uh, one is called Old Data Inscribes Hands. Um, and hmm. it is like a, a real life video of someone looking at like the, the inscription totems. Um, and then the, uh, it's footage of the woodcarver saying, this dimension will soon be dust. A scribe will recover it. I can already hear the footsteps of the angler. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the next one is Pale Sickly, uh, and this video is called The Trinket? Question mark. Okay. 
Uh, and in it, the woodcarver says, Casey, no, I do not mean that one. I mean the other one, Trinket. He has a bad taste. The world around is changing. I am being summoned. Hmm. So and there's then, two Casey's? I, uh, apparently. Okay, regular Casey and the and the uh, the old lady, the, the woodcarver. I got this down in the first try, Marn. <laughs> uh, and then the next one was Lemon Limes. Uh, which I believe they were able to brute force because of the like sour as uh and uh the lime green hex code. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and it shows like a little avatar walking around uh inscription like the original game uh and text pops up on the screen that says wrong path uh and it hmm. shows the woodcarver saying something terrible lies deep beneath. I do not dare to speak of it. Okay. Uh, she also says, it is where the old data feeds from. The retrieval of the last piece is nigh. Huh. Yeah. Uh, they also got a old data card from the from one of their, like, prospector turns, uh, which I believe when they showed to the angler, they just uh, got a video. Okay. Uh, that was called Oh to be Unleashed. Uh, and the caption says... Assemble the totems. Hmm. A lot of screen cracking effects on this one. Yeah. So also like cuts to a fighting game or something? Uh, it's It cuts to uh, clips from the Hex. Oh, Daniel okay. Mullins' other game, yeah. Woodcarver, no! Okay, so something broke free of the glass, I guess? Yeah, so it's a video of the woodcarver talking to someone, uh, and she says, when this world ends, you will make your es- your escape. Uh, and the unknown person says, Scribe of the Beasts has it. The girl, Casey, she discovered much. And the woodcarver says, the old data. Uh, and the mysterious person said, it's happening, Leshy's masterpiece. Yeah, so is the woodcarver working with Poe? Perhaps. Okay. Uh, they also say you served well, Woodcarver. Yeah, and then they say you say you served well and like put clamps around her mouth or something. Yeah, so it, it's just like her face mirrored on itself, but mm-hmm. like it erases her mouth. Um, yeah. and it says you can now rejoin your well deserved silence. And then there's like a red light blinking. Hmm. Uh, and you hear glass breaking at the end. Yeah. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Uh, they also got a little caption from the woodcarver with each of these videos when they typed in the bot command. Uh, the first one said, I see you. You want knowledge. I, the woodcarver, will provide. Uh, the second one said, you are fragile, just like inscription, a fragile creation shaped and reshaped by the scribes. Behold, it reshapes into something worse once again. The woodcarver sum- suffers once more. Um, Pale Sickly returned, uh, username has started shattering the fabric of inscription. Will my teachings have any value? Uh, Lemon Limes returned, username, do you consider these challenges misleading? That perhaps I must guide you down another path. The corruption arrives. Hmm. Um, <laughs> after the players brute forced Lemon Limes without revealing any cards that led to it. Uh, <laughs> the ARG 
and uh, the ARG and Discord administrator muted both of the chats for the ARG <laughs> and, mono- <laughs> and monologued about deleting their progress due to a lack of proof. <laughs> and that was... <laughs> is, was this in character having a good time or is yes. this okay. yes because <laughs> this was this was when they they turned up like the old data card with the prospector it was like the admin like in character corrupting the arg okay cool that's really yeah. fun it's really funny it's the it's the peanut fraud of inscription arg yeah <laughs> the peanut fraud of inscription arg uh, and then they were able to, uh, so apparently they were supposed to find the, uh, a, a secret code hidden in the videos, but they just brute forced it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the code was the ship ro- will rise again. Uh, and it took them to this teaser. <laughs> Did they make the fucking pirate boss? Yarg? They did. <laughs> yeah, they they got the, the the pirate boss that you never get to see at the end of actual inscription. God, the the anti reveal of a pirate boss that immediately gets deleted is one of my favorite moments in inscription so it's so good i'm i'm glad to see that you, they were like you know what let's do it let's let's commit and make the pirate boss i'm very glad that that gets to happen yeah so yeah so uh so the <laughs> the arc ended because the players brute forced an entire five word bot code <laughs> <laughs> That was supposed to be hidden inside the videos, but apparently they just, like, didn't care to go through them and find them. God. <laughs> Incredible. Like, this this document doesn't even say how they're meant to be hidden inside the videos. Just nobody cared. <laughs> There's a puzzle, I guess, but we're just good enough to guess it. Eat it, nerds. Like, yeah, get I, I get on their level, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, the official document says, get bent, Leshy. I don't know. That's just what it says here. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that uh, that was the inscription. That was the Casey's Mod uh, ARG. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You love a good ARG that is ended by the players just brute forcing their way through a thing. <laughs> God, incredible. It's so funny. I I love that the the like server admin threw a fake tantrum about it too, and then immediately the the players were like, Oh, you don't want us to brute force these? <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Like, I, I like them just being like, well, I guess all I can do is pretend to pretend to be mad, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, you know, you said you had a short one this week. I didn't expect you to mean 50 minutes. So, yeah, 
Uh, what do you say we rate this one? What do you think about the story in this one, Marg? 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 Did I just call you Marg? Yep. Marg? Uh, Marn, what do you think of the story in this one? Um, it, it there kind of isn't one. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of, here's some neat ways to get ready for the, the, the mod. Yeah. It's Which like- is cool. <laughs> Uh oh, the woodcarver is being spooky. <laughs> yep. It's like that that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think this I don't know. It's one of those it, 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 this one kind of for me falls into that category of like uh you're doing too much with stuff that is vague and spooky to be expository and weird intentionally instead of by the nature of its uh, I don't know what other what's the right word for this. The thing that's spooky about the wood carver is how little they say, and so when you just have her say a lot, but it's all cryptic, it takes away from things, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like this ARG kind of takes away from the the whole point of the wood carver in the first game, which is that like you got to seek her out and she's hidden and like wants nothing to do with anything going on because she knows there's something deeper and darker lurking under things. Um, so it's, it, I don't know. It's not my cup of tea, but you know, for whatever lack of story there is in this one, it gets the job done. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, and, uh, what do you think about the puzzles here? I think they're good. I I like them. They're very like thematic to the the game. It's really cool. Yeah, I I like how they're themed around the game. It's a little hard to say that puzzles are good if a fourth of them can be brute forced. <laughs> that is that is true. That's a good point. <laughs> like like we actively don't know one of the puzzles because players were able to just skip it. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. But the ones they, that the ones that were brute forced were cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also have uh interestingly enough, uh they have linked in one of these uh in one of these um Google Docs, they have linked another Google Doc that is like the admins planning doc for the for the uh like little puzzle hunt oh cool yeah it's neat uh we should put it in the show notes yeah that's really cool i'll i'll link it in here anything uh specifically cool in that one uh well it has like some brainstorming on like what they wanted the bot codes to be um and apparently uh like the the codes that they were supposed to get from each video were like like each video was supposed to map to one of the totems that like the woodcarver has that like appears in each video um and then like those totems were gonna like be part of a puzzle i guess that like led back to like the last code that they brute forced (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah uh it's a it's a shame that I don't know. This feels like a thing where you get like a real going above and beyond to plan out. Like you, you get to steps like t- steps two, three, four, and five to make something really cool, and you forget that step one is just like 
something that can easily be guessed and yeah. it all kind of falls apart. And that's, and maybe I'm putting too much credit that it's an easy guess. Uh, maybe it was a lot of people were just like focused on brute forcing instead of actually working and it took them a while to get it. But like, uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's, it's a shame when that happens, but it's also kind of like, well, what can you do? Yeah. So it, it just happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes your players are a lot smarter than you give them credit for and sometimes they're not uh-huh or or smarter in one very specific way that undercuts everything you've got going on <laughs> god um well yeah uh i know that we talked about it a little bit but what do you think about the replayability in this one um i mean all the videos are still there but you can't actually play the puzzles yeah so because it's all Discord based, so not much you can actually like still do and play. Yeah, at least they're documented well. It seems like even if it is kind of spread across a couple different docs. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, how fun would you say this one is? Uh, I I like it. I think it it kind of suits like the tone and the play style of the game. I think it's pretty fun. Cool. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I liked that that first video is really cool, really evocative, and like really hits the notes of the cooler, spookier parts of Inscription for me. So I think that aesthetically, they really knocked this one out of the park. Yeah, no, I I agree. It gets it kind of hits on that like mysterious but not over explaining itself thing that I like about inscription that we both agreed that we didn't like about the inscription arg. Yes. That like got too kind of into the details. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Um God, I I feel like I have a whole evening back. Uh what do you say we get to our recommendations and then call it an early night? Sure. Oh, um, we, I, I was also going to talk a little bit about Moonscription. Um, I know that Riley at some point is probably going to put out a, a video on how they did it, but I, I did make a puzzle for that that someone requested that I talk about on this. Yeah, for people that uh, didn't check out the moon landing, what is Moonscription? So Moonscription was uh, Riley's inscription... Uh, it's like it was like live inscription played uh by the Twitch chat. It was kind of Twitch plays inscription. I yeah. I I stayed out of the planning on it so that I could be part of the game. And it felt like Twitch plays Pokemon except instead of Pokemon we are playing through a game of inscription. Yeah, so the the original concept uh was that it was going to be like live action inscription played by the Twitch chat. We came to realize a little bit later that there are other people kind of working on this concept and everybody seems to be approaching it from completely different angles, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but what it, what it more kind of ended up being is that like Riley had a bunch of like, it was kind of like inscription, but as an FMV game, because Riley had like a bunch of like pre-made videos loaded up uh, on a playlist. And like the only thing that was actually live was like the, the, um the like boss fights and like the card fights with Leshy and everything else was like pre-made videos. Yeah. I thought it was really well done the way that adding cards to deck worked through pre-rendered videos so that like, 
They could grab them and work instead of having to do a weird, like sorting through cards live on the stream. I thought that it was a really cool, really well done thing. We're going to have a VOD up on Twitch. I think the VOD's going to be a little hard to follow just without a Twitch chat or anything to talk as it's going through. But then we're going to, I think, yeah, we were talking with Riley about putting together a how did we do this video that would go more in depth on what happened behind the scenes. I know that uh, talking to them, they said that they had like a lot more footage that ended up not getting used. So I'm really curious what all that could mean. Yeah, I'm also curious because I I don't know if I actually saw any of that uh, or if that was all kind of behind the scenes stuff. (laughs) We beat the final boss. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we could have what we didn't see but i'm really scared (laughs) um but so i uh i was talking to riley like literally the wednesday before the moon landing um actually wait i can just pull up my dms because we were talking about moonscription um and i uh and we were kind of trying to figure out how to keep a handle on like all the moving pieces um because uh, we were talking about, like, I like if the players were going to be allowed to use items, because Riley was like, hey, like, here's all the stuff I, I filmed. Can you think of anything else? And I was like, are you going to let them use items? Um, and Riley said, do you have ideas for any, like, unique items? Um, and I said, maybe too many moving pieces, but we could have someone playing the stoat in chat or whatever card being like, go to the site and solve this puzzle. And then they get a command they can put into Moobot that unlocks like a bonus candle or a dagger or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Riley said, that would be sick. I have no idea how to do that, but I'm fascinated. If you wanted to find a way to do that, I am ready. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll just make a website. Um, and then we'll just like add the command and it gives you a message. that's like, congrats, you unlocked a third life. Um, and so basically, I knocked that whole thing out in one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I know playing through that, it was cool to like, we had the explore the cabin element from inscription in in the moonscription. Uh, it was, it wasn't a lot to it. It was just go to the safe, figure out the combination, and then uh, use the clock as a, as a clue. But I I thought that was really cool. And if we were able to like, put more into something like that i would love to try and make like here's a flash in the pan one night only inscription arg that we can solve while playing it was it was neat to have some people playing inscription while others focused on trying to solve the puzzle and it really let us like separate into strengths because by the end of twitch plays inscription it was kind of like we're gonna default to this one person who seems to always have the right play in mind (laughs) yeah um, which, so yeah, I, <laughs> which I will say there was a point not to toot my own horn, but there was a point where I was just like, why am I typing this up on my, my phone? Me and this person are coming to the same conclusions, but they're posting it first. So like, you know what? I'll let them do their thing. I trust you. You got this. Um, so yeah. So I, ideally, like if we, if we ever do that again, I would love to like be able to go back and like add more stuff to the site and like, have you actually click around the cabin? Cause it's literally just all screenshots from the game. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I just, uh, my basic idea was like, I wanted them to be able to get into the safe because like in, in the actual game, the safe isn't what you get the extra candle from, but I thought it would be too hard to do like the card puzzle for t- Twitch plays. <laughs> right. No, a hundred percent. Uh, and I didn't, 
want to make a lot of time like making custom slider puzzles like you how you do like the slider puzzle to open the lockbox of the game so i was like oh, i'll just do the safe and they'll put a, a code in uh-huh. so i uh i made this little website it's leshyscabin.neocities.org uh where you can kind of click around uh one area of the cabin uh if you go to the squirrel you get a message that says come back that is not for you because I couldn't think of a clickable way for them to do the dagger puzzle. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And if you click uh, the clock, it takes you to a picture of the clock where I've replaced the number that usually is on the little thing that comes out of the top with 07, Mm -hmm. uh, which was a clue that everybody massively overthought. Yeah, I'm not sure that I understand what that's a clue toward. Uh, it was the first, it was literally the first digit of the safe combination. <laughs> was there a place in the site where we could find the other two? Nope. I wanted to, so I wanted to make sure that people knew that it was going to be 07 because it's a date. Um, and I didn't ah. want them to just type the seven. <laughs> okay. That got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then when you click on the safe, there's alt text that I can't get to come up on my computer. Oh, th- there it goes. Uh, it says three numbers, two digits each, poor Lieutenant Collins, nobody's watching me. Everybody massively overthought this until Jay Googled the name Lieutenant Collins. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I know that one because I've put an obscene amount of research into the moon landing since we started a network called Moonshot. <laughs> And did a stream event called The Moon Landing. I know. <laughs> so when I saw Collins pop up, I was like, oh, that's Michael Collins, the guy that didn't get to go out on the moon. Yeah. And you would think that uh, someone would have drawn the connection between that and the date of the actual historical moon landing. But it took so much time to get there. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know in in hindsight, well, I know that there wasn't a lot to the ARG element of this puzzle. Or you know, it was just this one puzzle, but I think that that was kind of by design because we didn't really get a chance to like do real playtesting and figure out what people would be able to accomplish. Yes. At 11 p.m. on a Sunday at the end of a massive streaming day. So I think that like we kind of undershot what we could have gotten away with, but I think that's way better than overshooting it. Yeah, I I did not like idiot proof this at all. I didn't play test this on anybody. I just kind of set Riley the site and I was like, here here it is. I'll change my username to inscription stoat and I'll show up and I'll pop it in the chat and I'll neg everybody while they're getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I can't change my Twitch username back for two months, so I'm stuck. (laughs) Everyone go follow Inscription Stout on Twitter. Uh, that is, or on Twitch. That's mine's official handle. (laughs) For now. I'm um, so excited that it's stuck that way. (laughs) I was surprised that that username was open. (laughs) I know, uh, listener, uh, and, you know, over, uh, uh, overall moonshot friend Colton uh, changed her username to Colton is tired once. I think it like the original uh, extra life just as a bit. And then she went to change it back and was like, oh, I can't change this now. Oh, uh, no. 
And if I remember right, her name is still Colton is tired yeah. on Twitch. Just Yep. Because <laughs> before I think they had a either a real username or it was just Colton. So um, uh, so yeah, yeah, so if you if you put the date uh, of the moon landing 72069 in as a Neo Cities page, uh, you get the Moobot code soft landing. Uh, and that could be entered into Moobot to give you a third life in Moonscription. And God bless him, friend of the show, Michael Anderson, I think was the first person who got it. Uh, <laughs> because Jay, Jay was the one who like actually Googled and was like, oh, I know who Lieutenant Collins is. Should I just like tell them in the Twitch chat? And I was like, please tell them. Because they, cause this was after Twitch chat had like already lost their first life in the game. <laughs> Right. Like, oh no. We they need that. Yeah, we I think if I remember right, we just like immediately lost the first yeah. battle. Partially because I think like we were in in the same way of like trying to figure out what our controls were. Mm-hmm. So someone was just like squirrel to one, and then they just played the squirrel to one, and we were just like, Oh no, that was a terrible play. Um oh no, why is why is why is Riley attacking? Oh shit. Um but yeah, once once all that was like worked out, I think that it went really well. Yeah, it w- it was good. I'm excited to um try to do it again. <laughs> I'd love to get something like this patched up and able to do in the future. And we need to do it in a way that does not murder our friend Riley. Yes. Um and I want to make a better version of the website. It was so Two things. It was supposed to have autoplay music. That's what the, that's why there's a music player at the top. It just plays the cabin music from inscription on like a 30 minute, like audio track. Right. Uh, it was supposed to be audio, autoplay, but, uh, the autoplay code I used for the Pepsi Navy site apparently just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we gotta stop trying to autoplay music on sites. I think there's a reason websites don't do that anymore. Uh, second thing is that I learned while doing this how to map links onto certain parts of an image, and I feel unstoppable now. (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, the one thing that I, like, knew I wanted to do was have, like, the the image of the cabin with, like, a bunch of different clickable links, and I didn't know how to do it. That was, like, the one thing that I had to teach myself how to do. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. But it turns out that there are sites that will just, like, do that for you. Which is really nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. That is Moonscription. I'm excited to try and uh, redo this at some point. Uh, what do you say in the meantime we get to our recommendations? Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, what you got going on today, Marn? Oh, gosh. Um, I had recommendations and I completely forgot what they are. No, just kidding. I have two recommendations this week. <laughs> All right, what are we feeling? I know what they are. Uh, One of them is podcast. Uh, It is a podcast called Five Minute Respawn. Uh, It is by three uh, humans versus zombies, like longtime players who I have met and know personally. They're pretty good dudes. Um, It is just a podcast where they talk not only about like experiences they've had playing HVZ as players, but like experiencing experiences in like running HVZ games and like how kind of like the minutia of like running a game works and like how it, how like different games have been dealing with like planning games during COVID and like different examples of like, Oh yeah, when we were mods, like here's a mission that like went terribly South and like, here's how we dealt with it. Um, and they like 
interview their friends who have run games at different schools and like tell the uh the stories of like what those games were like um i've been listening (laughs) to a three-part series that they did on um a invitational at a youngstown university where all of the mods tricked all the players into thinking that the theme was uh jurassic park like dinosaurs Uh um and they ran like a full uh opening mission that was just like a seminar on dinosaurs with like powerpoints with dinosaur facts and everything uh and then it turned out that the actual theme was scp and they had like an scp containment breach inside like the briefing room (laughs) jesus (laughs) (laughs) um and i've been really enjoying those and that has been my my commute podcast lately hell yeah that sounds like a lot of fun yeah uh my other recommendation is a Something that I've recommended before on this podcast. It is 20th Century Boys. I just reread it in a week. It's really good. Go read it. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, the Uras- A, is Urasawa still alive? Is he yeah, still, he's st- he's like, still make- alive. making manga? Yeah. I was about to say at some point the Urasawa estate. At some point Urasawa himself <laughs> should hire us to be his promotional mar- uh, managers in the West. Because uh, I'll sing the praises of Billy Bat, a manga that has never gotten any look at any form of English release in like the 12, 20 years it's been out. Uh, and I've never heard you go a week without saying, hey, Monster and 20th Century Boys are really good. So They are really good. <laughs> I just, so I just reread it uh, because um, I, co- I finally convinced Alyssa to read it. And she was like, hey, we should record an episode of Dead Letter Society about this. By the way, Dead Letter Society season two coming whenever we have six episodes of it, which will be pretty soon, I think. <laughs> and- <laughs> Especially if you keep splitting multi-parts. Yeah, exactly, because we spent eight hours on the air talking about 20th century boys. Jesus, get some sleep, Mark. <laughs> we literally, I mean, we did, we, we recorded like three hours and then we went to bed and we got up the next day and recorded the second part. <laughs> Nothing to do this past weekend. Um, no, but it, it, it's also where I, I, I yanked the reference to Lieutenant Collins from because the moon landing is like an important sort of like background plot point in 20th century voice. It's also an important plot point in Billy Bat. No way! Oh, I gotta read, I gotta read Billy Bat. I literally have it bookmarked on, uh, I have a, uh, I have a, a manga folder in my, uh, in, in my, my browser bookmarks and it's in there it's just waiting <laughs> our official recommendation google urasawa and just find a manga that looks interesting and check it out yeah he also has um he has a youtube channel where he like talks about his his process and uh and drawing it's really interesting cool that's awesome yeah he also did like a, um he did he maybe still does he did a couple seasons of a show where he just like uh interviews other uh mangaka about their process and like how they draw and it's really interesting that sounds really cool yeah it's really cool it's called mon ben uh you can find a bunch of episodes of it just kind of like around online there's some on youtube cool yeah there's i i really like the one that he did with uh with jinji ito 
they like go to a cat cafe and they talk about how Gigi Ito draws like the grossest shit known to man. <laughs> that sounds like it rules. It does. I'll send you the episode. It's great. Hell yeah. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. <laughs> All right. Did you have another recommendation for me outside of uh, eight hours of a podcast? Nope. That's it. Uh, Read 20th Century Boys. Listen to Five Minute Respawn. Those are my <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, do I have a recommendation? Oh, yeah. My recommendation this week. Um, I have finally gotten around to checking out the later seasons of Young Justice. Uh, oh shit yeah the stuff that's gone to uh so it, it started on uh cartoon network i think and then pivoted to like the dc streaming app mm-hmm. which is died and then it pivoted to hbo max where they've done uh, a new season i assume it's going to be the final season but um if you want a cool dc animated universe show to watch young justice is great uh, I, I like how much they kind of pull in from the, some of the weirder parts of DC's canon and mm-hmm. going deep into like legacy characters and things like that. Um, it's wild when characters that I don't know show up, uh, in a way that I'm like, which Batman is this? Uh, which bat child is this one? I didn't know that <laughs> character existed. Um, the show's really good and really cool and a, a great young superhero show that starts off being like, mature enough for a show on Cartoon Network and then they go streaming and they're like great we can say ass now um and they they introduce one of my favorite tropes in uh uh I guess superhero or superpower media which is where they'll introduce a character whose power is that when they die they can come back from the dead and so they're just like oh we can show this character die every episode and it's yeah. it's never not funny to me because I know it, back in Heroes, they did the same thing because they're like, well, we got to show that this girl can like is indestructible. So we're just going to keep breaking her and having her get back up every episode, making her look like the most fragile girl in the world. Um, and they kind of do the same thing here, which always makes me laugh. But uh, you get some like, you know, deeper storytelling moments, some darker storytelling moments that are actually interesting and cool to delve deep on. Um I really like the later seasons of the show. Each season's kind of its own story. You don't super need all of it together, but the character continuity from season to season matches up really well. It's just a really cool, well-constructed show. I check it out. Yeah, I know. Um, Alyssa and I have been watching season four, uh, but we kind of skipped a big chunk of season three because we had like, I think watched the first half of it and then forgot where we left off. So we just skipped the rest and we went straight to season four. Yeah, they did. So they did like two half releases. Yeah. And that was kind of the same place that I was where I, I had watched the first half, but didn't remember where that cut off. So I just went back and started re just restarted it from near the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the back half of season three is not super great. Skipping. It's not like, the worst idea um but yeah season four is actually really good i'm liking it a lot yeah I, i'm enjoying season four we like just got caught up with it fairly recently i think like within the past couple weeks hell yeah uh well yeah that's that's what i've been into lately yeah cool all right well it sounds like that's gonna do it for us folks so 
Until next time, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so on Twitter. We are together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us separately. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com. Uh, you can do so by going to Patreon. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. Yeah, that's if you want to make our mistakes. Otherwise, you can go to patreon.com, search for uh, the Argonauts podcast, and you'll be able to find us there. Um, also, you can support the Moonshot Network as a whole. Uh, the more support that we get, the more shows we can bring on um, and get spun up. We just added two new really cool shows to the network. Um well, we've started a new show, which is uh, After School Anime Club, a retrospective about uh, 90s anime looking at OVAs and um, kind of the older school, early days of Toonami, which has been really cool to revisit. Um, uh, Max, Max and Stevie do a cool job of looking looking at those shows and playing games as they do so in kind of a, a game show trivia style about these old shows that teaches me things I never knew, uh, even though I've been enmeshed in anime since before it was healthy. So, um, yeah, it's a really cool show. If you like older anime, you should check that one out. We've also added a show to the network recently. That was uh, uh, Unwise Girls, which is a retrospective look back on the Percy Jackson series. Is there a collective name for this franchise? I have heard it called the Riordan verse, if like referring to Percy Jackson and also the Kane Chronicles and also the other one that I don't remember the proper name for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that how you say his last name? I, I'm pretty sure, yes. Okay. I've been saying Riordan, which is probably uh. not it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, if you like uh, or liked his books and want an interesting. Uh, take as people reread them and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Unwise Girls is a great show for doing that. Uh, they've got a lot of episodes in their backlog. They are just starting the something of Olympus series. Heroes of Olympus. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. Uh, they're just now getting into that. And they have, uh, they've read all the other stuff before that. So uh, really cool, really fun, really funny podcast to jump into. Uh, and uh Keep your eye on the network. We'll be adding more soon. But if you're interested, you can go to our Patreon. Uh, it's at Moonshot po- uh, the, just Moonshot Network on Patreon. Uh, find us. Throw us a couple bucks, and we'll be able to add more new shows. Uh, five bucks a month gets you access to Riley's Moon- uh, Riley's Minecraft server. That's not a joke. We'll give you the login codes. Um, but yeah, it's all for a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us for now. So until next time, that's ARGS, baby. Yeah.